Let me launch this bitch right in outer space. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Let's Get Lost podcast. Today is a day. It's a good day. <laughs> we got Ronnie, wait for it, Gibbs. That's right. Cousin Ronnie, chef extraordinaire of the stars, is in the studio right now recording with me, Danielle, and Lindsay. Hi, Ronnie. Hello, how's it going? So good. So good. My Hi. cousin from another mother. <laughs> and uh, father. <laughs> and father. So, so that'd be strange if you it was both. So, right? but... Um, but no, so Ronnie is living my life, or the life that I once <laughs> dreamed of, right? Uh, and it might sound a little goofy on one end because we have two people sharing one mic, but get over it. Um, yeah, get over it. But anyway, Ronnie, like I said, chef to the stars, right? Living the chef's dream. Um, Thank you. We, I definitely <laughs> want to talk about that, but we are going to have some family stuff too. This is going to be a good one. I'm excited. But Same. the big thing that I want to talk about first is your career at such a young age. Like while awesome. I was still trying to figure out how to do it, you were literally doing it in terms of becoming a chef. Um, so where did it start? Where is it now? Where are we going? And what is going to happen after that? Oh, so many questions, but all very good ones because it's been on my mind for the past month, so it's good. Um, so I started with loving cooking with my mom because we watched the Food Network literally every single night. Aunt and Kathy. And my Aunt Kathy, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or my mom, my so their Aunt Kathy. So, Johnson's. So, yeah, so I was, uh, I went to Johnson, Wales, then I She's went a to. a culinary school, very prestigious yes. culinary school in Denver. In Denver, yep, Denver, uh, or right in downtown Denver. Um, and then I got a job through the Four Seasons at a career fair, started at the lowest of the low, which is a cook three and the banquet. So I did a bunch of um, catering type events, weddings, um, Sweet 16s, birthdays, anything you can think of were held in the ballrooms and we would cook for them. So we would do quinceañeras, yeah, yeah. all of those. <laughs> and then um, eventually I wanted to get to the restaurant, which is Edge Restaurant in um, Denver. Big steakhouse. We did about 21 different cuts of beef. That's um, a lot of beef. A lot of beef. A lot of very high quality beef, yeah. too, which is great. You, um, the Wagyu. You guys mm -hmm. have Wagyu beef. A5 right? Wagyu, yeah. yep, Japanese Wagyu beef. So, um, Best treated beef in the world. Isn't that what we ate at Mom's thing? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we got it a couple is. stories we're about to branch off. Hold on. Don't lose your spot. So, first of all, monster bomb chef at this restaurant. So we had a surprise birthday party for my mom. And Ronnie, you're the executive, not the executive, the... Uh, I was the sous chef sous at chef. the time. So, basically, the... Executive chef in terms of labor and work, and but there's like her manager, the only chef that's above her in a restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. So the sous chef is the do chef. They get the shit done, and it's awesome. So anyway, dad rents out this room that's like has a glass wall so you can see the kitchen. They're called private dining rooms, and you can see into the kitchen during the entire dinner service. And it's perfectly clean, like immaculate. You know, Hell's Kitchen, or what's that one? Not Hell's Kitchen, but... Um, the Chopped? one, no, the one where, uh, hotel hell, no, not kitchen. No, where, where he got every show except <laughs> the one I'm thinking of. It's the one where he, he runs the restaurant. Is it the F word? Is it the bald guy? No, Gordon Ramsay. Oh, <laughs> wait. Yeah, Danielle's here. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Is it, no, it's not hell's kitchen. It's like, it's the professional kitchen. 
Um, Top Chef? No, that's a show too, though. <laughs> Fuck! Why can't I think of the name of this show? Google? It's Hell's Kitchen. Is it Hell's Kitchen? Yes! Let's see. Whether it's like the professional one. Yes! He votes yes. them off every week. Yeah. Yes! That's definitely Hell's Kitchen. Okay. <clears throat> Anyways, back to the PDR, where it's a private dining room where we, um... Yeah. Rent it out for Aunt Chrissy, your guys' mom. Her birthday. For her birthday. Yeah, and, yeah Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> so, rented out the, the whole room for, um, or whatever. I guess it's just the room. It's not like you could do just a corner of it. So, we rented out the room for, and uh, we got to watch, watch Ronnie do her thing. It was awesome. She just was cleaning, but like the, the chef cleaning, the final touch. She's the last line of defense Plate between wipes. Karen and Yelp. Like, she has to make it perfect. And she does. So we put on, or she puts on this whole menu, custom menu for us, the macaroni cheese balls. Amazing. Deep fried. Unbelievable deep fried macaroni But she made those, you made those just for us, right? I did. Yeah. Those were off menu. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember what it was, so I'm going to get it to her. But to wrap up my side of it, it was an awesome, awesome experience watching you do it. So, but the menu, though, I want you, if you, do you remember it? Yeah, what yeah, of course menu? I remember it. <laughs> um, well, so, obviously, we're a steakhouse, so I was really excited to give you guys some of the most expensive steak that I have ever seen, and <laughs> I have ever put my hands on. I mean, we're talking about a beef tenderloin that is uh, $700 for that beef tenderloin that I'm breaking down, cutting into oh. three-ounce portions to Amazing. sell. So it's 45 ounce, or $45 per ounce. So then, um, yes. So we had the um, kind of the scrap pieces, I'd say, that I could kind of save and, you know, not yeah. really hurt food costs. And I let you guys have some of that. Um, you guys had the, what was it, mac and cheese balls that I made you. Um, a couple people got... Like this uh, bubbles and squeak is what we were really known for. So it's an English type of mashed potato. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was, you get a hot pan with carrots, onions, a bunch of butter, and you throw in your potatoes mm. on top. You let your potatoes get super crispy, which is why they're called bubbles and squeak, because in the pan, they literally, they bubble and they squeak. <laughs> And then Very you literal yes <laughs> and, yeah. fish and, and chips yes fish and <laughs> yeah. chips bubbles and squeak bubbles yep and squeak, yeah. so then you had some of that which was awesome and then um, I made what was the I think I made a couple lobster mac and cheeses for you yep. guys yep oh, you yeah. had some of that to share some bacon I think there was bacon somewhere in um. There. No, that was somewhere else. No, it was bacon mac and cheese, not lobster mac and cheese. So I substituted the lobster in the mac and cheese with bacon because I knew that most of you guys did yeah, not. Yeah, you knew who you were feeding. Eat fish, yeah. yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, steak and potato family. Going mac for and bacon, potatoes, mac and cheese balls, and Starch, steak. carbs, mm. cheese, meat. Mm -hmm. It was unfreaking real. <clears throat> so and there was, that was a lava fun. rock thing. Yeah, which is called a hot stone. Um, yeah. So it's a... 600 degree Japanese stone they call them hot rocks and they just sit on top of the flame on your induction or on your burners um, raise up to about 600 degrees then you get served raw beef and that raw beef then gets put onto the hot rock 30 seconds on one side 10 seconds on the other then you eat it and it melts in your mouth. So are they Seven. Japanese stones because of where they come from, or is it like a personal choice? Um, because of where they come from, and yeah. we kind of have that, I think, that Japanese kind of vision of Edge Steakhouse. It was always yeah. like a fusion of Japanese-style fish dishes and beef and the Japanese hot so rock. So good. 
so good but yeah now you're in boston yeah so after i made it to edge restaurant i became a cook two cook three and then or sorry i cooked two and then i cooked one um and so i worked every single station there's um four stations in the restaurant went from pantry station which is all cold food then I went to um, the side station, which is like the fryer and some pastas. And then the bar station, which is burgers and fries and all the plated sandwiches. And then grill and saute. And those were the main big stations. That's you running the line. And then um, after that, I got promoted to the CDP position, with this, which is chef de partie. So that's the supervisor Sweet. role. Yeah. Yeah. So fancy. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I actually didn't really understand that position at all at first. And then I was like, oh, it's like a supervisor of the cooks. So I'm still a cook. Yes. But I'm a supervisor who puts more pressure on the cooks to do the jobs that need to be done. So for the non-fancy cookers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, headline cook is what I've been called yep. before. Basically, you're the biggest idiot. You know, you are the king <laughs> I mean, for me, I was at Hooters, right? Headline yeah. chef at Hooters <laughs> is not the same as it, you know, head of the party committee or whatever. Yeah. And that's, so that's what it is, though. Essentially, you're the the low, the highest tier of the lowest. Of the problem. lowest, yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. And then um, did, um, I think, very well at that position and um, then ended up taking a management class through the Four Seasons called Steps. Um, so that was an introductory to different types of management, different types of uh, personalities and how to really understand how to manage people. So then after that, um, my two sous chefs that were there left and it was just my executive chef, uh, Simon Purvis, and then myself. And he's like, you know what? I think it's a little early, but I think you have the ability to do this. This being... Being a sous chef, going yeah. from chef de partie to sous chef. So then... The main test was I had to do a five-course tasting menu for my chef and the owner of the Denver property to get the approval that I can create menu items, food cost them, all of the above. Um, so then, fun, crazy thing that happened then is Paul Fiala. He is the food and beverage director of the Four Seasons Americas. Um comes into my tasting without a big deal. Very, very <laughs> yeah. big four seasons deal. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I didn't know I was feeding him. So my chef knew he was in there and he comes up to me and was like, how you doing? You're okay. I was like, I'm good. I'm like, I got it. And he's like, okay, good. Then leaves, goes into the, into the um, dining room that I had set up, sits down. There's a couple extra people. And I'm like, Okay, whatever. I'm trying to improve That'd Chef Simon. Easy. Yeah. I'm trying to prove that I can do it for these two people. I don't know who they are. Whatever. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> then. <laughs> they get the old asparagus. They, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I ended up making a dish for all of them. And they all tasted it at the table. Then once I brought my last course out, I stayed in, described it. And he's like, hi, I'm uh, Paul Fiala, the um, food and beverage director. Of America, Four Seasons Americas. And I just jaw drop. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't speak. I was like, what, what do you, you mean? You just fed him. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, just, I just did the most stressful tasting that I was going to do. And then I like I ended up shaking. I was yeah. freaking out. And I wow. left the room. <laughs> I cried. 
Because I was so not, right? yeah. excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, what the hell? And then Chef Simon came out of the room and he goes, oh, my God, Veronica, you just cooked for Paul Fiala. <laughs> and you and he posted it on Instagram hey. once he left. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's really cool. So I was then mind blown at the opportunity. And then I got promoted to sous chef, worked at the position there in Denver as sous chef for a year, and then got the opportunity to open the Four Seasons One Dalton um, in Boston, which has been, that's another side story, because that's been a very huge roller coaster for me in my yeah. career so far. Man. So that's my kind of, I tried to make it small, but it's a pretty wow. long journey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, a, a journey with this kind of awesomeness has many steps. And then it's right now, I don't know. I kind of lost it. <laughs> Shit. Whoa. Mark? That is unfortunate. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, no, 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 no. You're going to just. So I got some new equipment, everybody. And the, the thing about getting new equipment is, is if you don't know what the hell you're doing yet, you might do it wrong. So that's why I sounded like my microphone was turned off for the first whole part of this podcast because it was. <laughs> oh my god! So hopefully, ooh, that's bad though. Oh that clips. So hopefully, this doesn't sound like too much shit. All right. Well, I'm gonna hold this on for a minute. All right. Now you guys talk. Let me see what's happening. Um. Yeah. So isn't it so hard to talk when he tells you to talk? Yeah, because yeah. I don't know what to talk about. That's you, okay. You guys are. Uh, it's you like guys when are you go okay. to something, they're like, "Tell me about yourself," and you're like, oh, I don't know. "You don't have your elevator speech." You're like, "I'm five, you five. Need, I have lots of my elevator speech." Yeah, you better have an elevator. Blonde speech. hair, hazel. You don't need to. You're not going anywhere. I'm in the elevator all the time. Yeah. No, I. Talk but do you know what I'm? Like, do you know what I mean by an elevator speech, though? Yeah, where you have to move yourself up the ladder. No. Go on. Wouldn't it be floors? Hold on. I think we're really <laughs> close to talking about the same thing. <laughs> I think we are. But I don't think we networking? are. No. Oh. Well, yes. Were you talking yourself well, up? Well, okay. What? Talk yourself up? No. Yeah. It's So your elevator speech is your 30-second speech about yourself that you use to introduce yourself to a potential oh, opportunity. Oh, so yeah, kind of networking. Yeah, so yours... that's what I'm saying. We were really close. Uh, so like the reason a... they call it an elevator speech is because it's short. So what's yours? My elevator speech? Yeah. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good, how are you? Good, man. Good. Uh, what do you do? I work at a dog kennel. Do you? Yeah. Sweet. I'm actually a real estate agent. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, do you ever buy your own house? Have I ever? No, uh, yeah. I'm 26 and still live at home. <laughs> yeah. Well, so if you're ever curious, um, basically it's me and my wife. We run a company, uh, pretty successful, not to toot my own horn, but we like what we do. Um, if you ever have any questions, concerns, or if you know anybody that does, here's my card. I'd love to hear from you and help you out. Hey, here's your floor. Have a good one. Wow. You buying panties too? Right on me too. <laughs> there, that's an elevator speech. Here, Ronnie, you, you take a... Um, world. A world at the elevator speech? Yeah. What's your ele um, Hey, so we're in an elevator. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Good, yeah. Um, so it's been a really busy day today. You know? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why's um, that? Just so many parties going on, and all I do is cook, you know? So. Oh. Yeah, yeah where at? Uh, Four Seasons Hotel. So um, if 
you ever want to come by and have a reservation in our restaurant, I really highly recommend it, and I'll take care of you. Sweet. You single? Because <laughs> that's the that's problem. Your cousin. Yeah, that's the problem with being a woman, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> men are douches. Because yes, yes. <laughs> they'd be like, hey, this girl likes me. <laughs> <laughs> She's talking to yeah. me. Yeah. But no, it's that's great. Because the whole idea is you are either promoting yourself or promoting your business. You know, so for somebody like you who works at a uh, restaurant, you know, you need to promote mm. your business. But for someone like me, we need to promote our services. And it's just, that's what it is. What's your 30-second oh, elevator Jesus. speech? <laughs> Are you guys uh, ready for this? Yeah. All right, you start it off. This is going to suck, by the way. Which floor? Third. All right. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Third floor. Cool. Hey, me too. Oh, awesome. Cool. <laughs> This is this would be her. You're, you're not leading you okay? into it. <laughs> well, no, I've had a rough day. Why? Because you got to listen to dogs. All, I have to listen to dogs barking all day. You just have a lot of dogs or? Yeah, I have a lot of dogs, but I also manage a dog kennel. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You got any dogs? <laughs> um, I do. I have a St. Bernard. Oh. Or a German, or German Shepherd. <laughs> so I'm saying, I thought you had a German Shepherd. Yeah, I do have a German Shepherd. <laughs> you look Shepherd. like a person that would have a German <laughs> yeah, Shepherd. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. You ever want to take your dog to daycare? <laughs> um, why would I do that? Because it's a great way to get your dog's energy out. Oh, I'd love that. Sign me up. All right, perfect. You have a card. Oh, elevator opened. <laughs> bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Thanks for not telling me where you work. <laughs> So yours could use a little work, but yeah. granted, in Danielle's defense... I'm a very awkward person. <laughs> in Danielle's defense, she's not in a lot of elevators. No. When was the last time you were in an elevator? Well, you know, that is a good question. Most people don't think Vegas? about things like that. Vegas? No, that probably wasn't the last time, but Vegas was a hell of a time. Oh, man. So Vegas, <laughs> hold on. I got, once my brain kicks in, I have a couple Vegas stories, but they're all blurry. So for our trip, the whole it's point of the park. trip was... Brandy's no. wedding. Yeah. Well, and we were going for something else, weren't we? No, I feel like oh, it was just, it was just Brandy's this. I'm pretty wedding? sure it was Brandy's oh. wedding. Yeah. yeah. And oh man, so Vegas is great in short term because you can just maintain a certain blood alcohol level so that you don't see all the other crap of Vegas. Yeah. But the thing about going with Mark Gibbs to Vegas <laughs> is I don't take taxis. We go limos everywhere we go, and we go hard from. As long as you're alive, you're going hard. VIP. VIP. Yeah, we get the bottle service. service. <laughs> table service. Bottle service. Oh, that's yeah. it. Bottle service. Bottle service. And it's wild. What story, though? <laughs> There's a couple from There's that There's the one of the nightclub. The nightclub one. Is the that's nightclub the one, one. That one sticks yeah. out the so, most because that was that night he made me get back out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we were going. We were in Vegas. Um, and it was just one of the nights. I genuinely don't have a very vivid timeline here, mm -mm. but no. we were out and about, and I think it was clubbing time. We, yeah, we just we wanted to go to one nightclub, yeah. at least one on that trip. Yeah, because I've never been to one, and I was all all for it. Yeah. I was raising my hand. Oh yeah, Ronnie hands. was ready, man. <laughs> yes, the, the party was ready to happen. So. <laughs> but like I said, everywhere we go, we go via limo. Yeah, but it wasn't everybody. It was. Me, you, Ronnie, Woody, Amanda, Woody, Amanda, and then Casey and Dusty. Yep. And that was it. I don't even remember Casey and Dusty being there. Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't were. remember grinding up on Dusty? I remember probably grinding <laughs> yeah. on somebody. I'm pretty sure Woody was grinding on Dusty too. We all it's like, not like Dusty. We remember any yeah, of we all like Dusty. But <laughs> so we get our limo. We're partying already, heading over there. Well, the line is 
Incredibly long. I don't do lines. I don't do lines ever. And especially in Vegas, because there is no limit to the credit card in Vegas. So where'd we go, though? Which What's the... It was the one at... Um... But that was in the Mandalay Bay yeah, one, right? Yeah, the one we went to. So yeah. into the Mandalay Bay Club, Hakkasan. Yep. And we're standing in line, and the doorman, I kind of wave him down. I said, hey, who do I talk to about getting table service? So homie comes by, un- just straight up takes the line off. We come out and just baller status straight inside the door. <laughs> yep. He's like, who wanted a table? I was like, me. <laughs> and we talked about the price. I got a free bottle out of it. Free bottle. <laughs> Ended up spending yeah, money, right. but we got a table. It was awesome because the non-tabled section was elbow to Disgusting. elbow. You couldn't move. Like, if there was a fire, everyone's dead. Fears all over your feet, even oh. sometimes your head if you're yeah. as short as me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then my biggest thing is I lose the short ones in the crowd. Yep. Because even when I'm <laughs> wasted, I'm Papa Bear. Like, I have, I keep everybody in line. We do the defensive conga around the girls in the middle so that they don't get grounded on by, is that proper? No, that was me that night because who was it that was dancing? Was it with Amanda? That guy was dancing with Amanda. Do you remember that? No. I do. And yeah, and to, she didn't yeah. want to dance with him anymore. And she literally made eye contact yeah, yeah. with Help me. Yeah, yeah, help me. And I was like, all right, here we go. So I literally just <laughs> bopped yep. right in between them, pushed him out of the way, and started dancing with Amanda. I love it. I love it. Because <laughs> that's no what code. you do. Yeah, that's why you go with people exactly. who have your back. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's what we did, right? Just we stuck together. And for the most part, if people would go, they would go with um each other yeah. ronnie a little wild child though yeah. she she kept sneaking away yes. we had to keep finding ronnie <laughs> always kept one eye on ronnie. yeah always because she's she's kind of reminds me of me actually man you're the one that people wonder where the hell they ended up yes, at, at usually the i'm in the, the middle night. of the dance floor or yeah i don't and she was possibly ends up in the kitchen yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but anyway. so that was fun so we were doing shots going wild having just having a hoot of a vegas evening and then it gets a little more fuzzy. 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 <laughs> but I don't remember if we technically got kicked out. Yeah, I know exactly what happened. Okay, so. <laughs> she was probably the ex- most Yeah. Okay, so, so tell us what happened. Casey was about to throw up because we had just taken the last of those mixed shots Should or whatever. We name they names. Were. Fuck it. It's fine. Casey was about to throw up. Casey is my best friend. (laughs) So Casey was about to throw up. So I grabbed her arm and I started pulling her through the crowd of people to get her to the bathroom. Well, I got Casey to the bathroom in time. And when we came back, we were ready to party. She was feeling great. We come back to the thing. Amanda Amanda has her hair up because she had just thrown up. Oh, boy. On the floor. (laughs) On the floor. And so when we got back to the table, you said we got to go. So we all got up and walked out. Well, then somebody started throwing up in the trash can. I don't remember who it was. It was Amanda and Casey. Casey. Yeah, they were were sharing a trash can, (laughs) throwing up into the trash can. This is and then we're waiting for the limo to show up again. Well, I want no, there was a limo out there. Uh-oh. And remember, I walked up. The one guy, yeah. he, so even drunk, I'm a little negotiator, right? <laughs> he, homie, came out to me and was like, "Oh, it's like two hundred bucks." I'm like, "No way." <laughs> hey, man, can you do better than two hundred? I over to the other limo driver, instantly at one fifty. Boom! All right, let's go. <laughs> so here's the, here's the best part. This is my absolute favorite part, though. We're all in the limo heading back to the hotel, right? 
and it is this neon just dubbing bumping party van and it is not turned up to 11 right so casey and amanda, amanda are just head in bags puking and the rest of us are going ham crazy partying like ha haven't even missed a beat <laughs> Like we couldn't stop. <laughs> couldn't. We were partying so hard, they were literally could not stop us, right? So we all get we whatever. I don't know. We ended up back at the hotel, yeah. right? So party, everyone gets out, all go back to our rooms. Well, I am not ready because like I said, the party never stopped, man. It didn't stop. No. So I'm not ready. I have no idea what time it is at this time. And I call Danielle. I'm like, Danielle, I'm not done. Let's go. <laughs> And what do you do yeah. like a good sister? I came out. Hell but from yeah. from my perspective, let me just paint you a picture. Me and Ronnie had gone back to our hotel room, completely changed out of my dress, got in my jammies, put my hair up, laid in bed, pulled the covers up, ready for bed, like eyes oh, closed. Yeah. And then all really? of a sudden... Lights were almost Yes. Out. Ronnie's laying next to me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, my phone rings. I looked down and I was like, Mark's calling me. <laughs> We were like, shit. And so, Ronnie, our backs are to each other. So, we're facing opposite ends. And I answer, and then you say, Danielle, I'm not done. <laughs> and I said, I think I repeated what you had said. And all I hear Ronnie say is, You better get up. Yeah, that's my cousin. <laughs> I said, We gotta go. Yeah. Boot and rally. Oh. Boot and rally, man. Did, but you didn't come out no, again. No, because you were leaving. You in had the to morning. leave first thing. You had like the earliest oh, flight of all God, of us. Exactly. Remember? Yep. Yeah. So, you had to leave. So, I. Got up, put my dress back on, put my shoes on, walked down, got in the elevator, and Mark and Brittany at the time, your yeah. ex-girlfriend, was standing right at the elevator, and there we went. Off we went into the dark abyss. I have that a is. picture of us all when the sun's coming up, and I'm pretty sure it says 453 <laughs> on it, and we're just drunk as all get out. Exactly how you're supposed to be in <laughs> Vegas, man. If you sleep more than four hours in Vegas, you did it wrong. Not you really it. did. I have another memorable moment from Vegas. <laughs> in mine and Ronnie's room, she had a water bottle full of vodka, and I <laughs> went to go take a drink of it because I thought it was water. A big old hangover, <laughs> need water right it now was drink. just pure vodka. <laughs> I was like, sorry? Not sorry? Refreshing. Start first thing in the morning. <laughs> Man. So Vegas. Oh, what yeah. else happened on that trip? That was a great trip. We went, we were, did we go ziplining down the Fairmont Street? Mom did. I think we signed I up. Did. The line was too long, and then I was like, I'm not going to wait. Ma I think, it was it you and Mom? Me and Mom went. Yeah, that was it. And it was totally not worth it. Because it took them forever, remember? And we didn't even see them. Yeah, we stared up at the ceiling <laughs> for like 30 minutes mm -hmm. and never saw you go yeah, by. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Now Vegas is just homeless people and... It's gotten really bad. I had to live out there for a while, remember? Yeah. Yeah. So when I was living in Vegas. Because of the military. Yeah, because of the military. I was out there for training for months. I don't know. <laughs> it's all a blur at this moment, at this time now, the military career. But um, it's different when you're sober and it's different when it's long term. Literally the first like two days I was there, there was a murder at Walmart. Wow. Like you don't hear about that stuff when you are just going there to party. The strip is well detached from real Vegas. But now you go to Fremont and they don't they don't get rid of the like kind of trashy entertainers anymore. The naked ladies yeah. with the tape on their nipples and they're six hundred pounds. Yep. Do a crunch, <laughs> Do you remember that man. One? It's like get the fuck out Grandma of here. Grandma Horsha was like, What the hell? Yeah. They used to be hot <laughs> vagrants. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, no more. It's all Yeah, trashy. Vegas has changed. And there can was you... that naked old fairy guy that took a picture with my dad or our dad. Do you remember wow. that? He wasn't naked. He had a diaper he was, on, he I had think. He a diaper. He was a fairy. He was like Cupid or something. Dad took a picture with him. Jeez. That's how you know dad was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> diaper man coming at him. The Vegas bus. The party bus. Do you yes. remember when it when it got in the accident? Yeah. So what were we coming from and where were we going to? We were going to Fremont Street. From yes. the From the wedding? I think it was from the wedding. It was it, from the yes. wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So we're cruising along. I don't know. Again, music's bumping. People are having a good time. Dancing it's e- on the stripper pole. Dancing on the stripper pole. It's and this is all family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like grandma, Aunts, uncles, grandma. cousins, grandma, grandpa. The fireball. Oh my god. <laughs> so we're all partying on the party bus, and at some point, apparently, we had completely demolished. Was it a minivan? Yep. Was it? I think it was a minivan or something. Similar to it. It was... Yeah. So, essentially, oh. Mad Max spikes on the side of this limo went dead center of <laughs> Karen's minivan. So, baby on board did not apply because... I mean, it was humongous, the hole. And here's the best part, though. We looked where we're at, and we're just like, can we just get off here? And the party did continue while we just left the limo driver to deal with the giant hole in the minivan that he created. Mm. It was his fault. I mean, yeah. he was driving. And then we just ended up partying at free. That was like two, two in the afternoon, wasn't it? We it were was at hot. Fremont I'm... Street forever. It was so hot. I remember being super dehydrated. Yeah. Man. Remember, because I wore those black boots and I had to buy flip flops because I couldn't walk anymore. Like yeah. I, my feet hurt so bad, mm-hmm. I had to go into and probably buy like a twenty five dollar pair of flip flops, just so I could walk. <laughs> was that when I used to take? I'd go in and get the crown green apple. And I just unloaded the whole bottle yep. into the yeah, into a definitely. cup because you can't walk around with a seven fifty glass <laughs> bottle. No. So what you got to do is you take like a big gold cup, essentially no. a Yeti cup, dump the whole seven fifty into the cup and have a straw in there. Well, here's the thing about Crown Apple, it's basically liquid green apple syrup. I mean, it's and so if you're already kind of drunk and having a really good time and you're just kind of drinking on a green apple soda you get drunk super good real fast zero to a hundred zero to a hundred man yeah that was you and dusty were pretty fucked up that night yeah i don't even was that the same night as the the club no 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 what did we do after fremont i think we just went home How'd we get home? Was that when I tipped that homeless guy? Because I thought he, he like waved us down a taxi and opened the door for us. and I gave him money. (laughs) What? No. See, I got too many Vegas stories, man. They all bleed together. That wasn't us. Man. Because you know Grandma Horshell's listening to this one. Oh, yeah. She's been listening. She has been listening. So dad talked to her the other day and said, because you have to like it. It like gets it farther, oh, yeah. and so Dad was like, "Did you like it?" She's like, "Yeah, I liked it." He's like, "No, but did you like it?" She's like, "Mark, I told you that yeah. I liked it." Uh-huh. He's like, "Did you no, hit Mom, the did button? Did you physically hit the <laughs> button?" She's like, "Yes, I really liked it." Uh-huh. She called. Like, She's like, "Oh." He's like, "How do I do this pod Facebook thing?" <laughs> Call me back. Yeah, it was so <laughs> funny. So it's so grim. Remember oh, though, you gotta, you can't sit like that. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh man, that's uh, she's so cute. Yeah, it's amazing. I spent a long time with her when I was rehabbing her. <laughs> oh my gosh, I bet. Yeah, but that we was good to know. Off. We got good real close. See. It was actually really nice. I have really enjoyed hanging out with I Grandma. Bet. Yeah, 
It was funny because she wouldn't let anybody else do anything for her except for me. So she, like, mom would be like, you want me to make you an English muffin? And grandma would be like, oh, no, that's okay. Danielle knows how I like it. (laughs) When she gets up, she can make one. And mom's like, okay. (laughs) Well, because when grandma broke her hip. Yeah. Yeah, she was staying here. Yeah, that was How'd she break her hip? Um... Wrestling... Like bulls, right? Yeah, probably <laughs> jumping well, on a cow horse. Cowgirl Jane wasn't. Didn't she fall? She fell off of something. I don't remember. She Uncle Jimmy. No, she fell off of Uncle oh. Christopher's bed. Yes, Uncle Christopher's bed. No, it bed. was the no. So it's in their basement. They have that second step into like the living room area. Oh, that's she, it. She yeah, she fell in the steps. Yeah, but did she tell you what she did after she fell? Didn't she crawl? She to literally her phone? army crawled. Yep. To the side of the bed, use the sheets to, like, <laughs> lift herself up or something with a broken hip. So, Grandma Jane over here, she's... Horse show. Stronger than ever. Yeah, strong as an ox. She was an old horse. Like, she was a cowgirl. I'm, I'm trying to... We how literally would you describe call her, her Grandma Horse Show because her whole entire life revolves around horses and her family. Yeah. Yep. So, she and used dogs. to buck bales. I mean, all of it. Shoe horses. This woman, and then raised four very, very large Gibbs men. Well, and, and, and daughter. And, and the daughter. <laughs> she raised five children. Yeah, five children. <laughs> um, but she love did you, it Terry. all. And yeah, she, she so never much. slowed down. She Still never slowed down. Still to this day. Literally when she was here with a broken hip, I had to stop her from trying to take her walker down the dirt road. <laughs> because yeah. she wanted to recover. Yeah. So this is this is the woman, and I don't remember why the hell we're talking about her. This is the Gibbs. She's the strong Gibbs. Yeah, well, she's... she's the leader of the Gibbs pack. Mm-hmm. And you can just see from her example that she set, it just permeates down mm-hmm. through the Gibbs. It really does. I mean, all hard workers all give a genuine shit about most things we do. Yes. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it as good as we can. Well, and we're all pretty much very successful in our fields. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we find something that we like, and then we go to the top. Yeah. And then... For me, then I go somewhere else, and then go somewhere else, and then go somewhere Mark's else. Mark's got to go to the yeah, top of everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the scatterbrained Gibbs. But, I mean, successful construction companies, dad's career's unreal. I mean, everybody, you with the Sheffery, you'll get there eventually. Manager of a dog kennel. <laughs> Manager of a dog kennel, literally dream career. I mean, it's fantastic. All right, use your mind. Ready, go. Make me a tortilla. How would you do it? Oh, this is a hard one. I really yeah. haven't. Flour. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Good <flour>. start, Danielle. <laughs> um, what type? What type of fat? Would it be Crisco. oil? No, but no you oil? can. But you. Crisco. Well, yeah, she. You've made it before. <laughs> Quit Let's cheating. Hear it. Let's hear it. Because tortillas so lard, are not something. Yeah, lard. Salt. And flour. and some water. And water. That's it, right? You that's have a tortilla it. presser. We do. I oh bought it. Yeah, gosh. I bought it. Look, we love our we love making tortillas here. That's amazing. Very good. The thing that we can't figure out though is we're either underbeating or overbeating them. Because they always end up thick like fry bread or instead like of panini. like a tortilla. Are you allowing it to rest at all? We're not very patient either. <laughs> so that's probably why. We're hungry people. You think probably we don't let... you should just let it <laughs> We are buried. Yeah, when we're making tortillas, we got a mission. Um, I would probably let it rest a little bit. How long? Probably like thir- 30 minutes or... Jesus, you expect me to wait 30 <laughs> minutes for a tortilla? Maybe start with 10, then oh, go up if it, get, if it gets better. So maybe we should make them earlier in the day. 
But then I'll just want them earlier in the day. <laughs> we got a thing for tortillas. This is why you couldn't go in the chef career. Why Patience is Patience is a virtue. Yeah, big time. I hated anything I had to wait for. It's why yeah. I didn't like baking. I always like being on the line, like on the, mm-hmm. either the grill or the pass through or something like that. Because then you're just in the hot seat. The pressure is on, man. That's uh, what I miss the most after yeah. getting into management is being on the line and cooking super. Like it was a zone. You're just there. You're grinding. Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it's great. And but you're on it together. The, when the service is over, it's like, hell yeah, we murdered that service. Yep. And if I had to compare the military to anything, I'd compare it to working in a kitchen. I always struggle to kind of give people an idea of what being in the military is like. If you've ever worked in a high intensity kitchen that, but one that works together kind of well, that's how it is. Because what chef says goes, right? That's your leadership. Mm -hmm. And then y'all are in it. It all sucks. But at the end of the day, you accomplish something. You have that sense of, I, we did it. We survived the dinner rush. We made the catering happen. That's what I miss about cooking. I, I've been out of the cooking game for a long, long time. But I used to, back in the day, I worked at banquets. I worked in kitchens. You mm-hmm. know, it was awesome. And I miss that. I miss the job. But the reason why I got out was um, the, the job was taking the passion away. I yep. noticed that I started caring less about food because I just was, it was kicking my ass all the time. So what, did you ever experience that? Did you ever, and how'd you push through that? Yeah, so um, I think my experience happened very recent for me. Um, Going to Boston was one of the biggest challenges I've ever had. I mean, I am managing seven different outlets with a stewarding team. So in other terms, a hotel has a many outlets, usually one restaurant, maybe a little cafe, um, and then the banquet side. Um, we are so short-staffed being open, being an opening that it was pretty much dropped onto three of us chefs. And my head chef actually quit, the guy who fired me. And um, Hired you. Or sorry, hired me. Did I was like, fire? Wait. No. I was like, hopefully he fired you after he quit, because no, no, then he it wouldn't quit, count. And he's the one who it's hired. It's like double jeopardy. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Um, so then it, it just left it with um, the executive sous chef and then myself, the sous chef, and I mean, it's just it's a breakfast restaurant, a bar and lounge, catering, which is banquets, so all the big events, um, room service, which is twenty four hours a day. Um, stewarding team, which is all of the dish, um, and cleanliness and cleaning the hotel. Um, they're kind of the heart of the whole hotel and it's just two of us. And I was working before quarantine happened, probably 60 hour weeks. I mean, going from 14 hours usually in Denver to like 16, one day was like 18 hours and I was going home and I was alone. I'd moved to Boston by myself. No one knew no one just gone. And (laughs) I was literally never, I would never do that. (laughs) I mean, it was terrifying. Props to you, man. I learned um, so much being out there for a year solo. Mark would have to go with me. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. It's definitely a mental game. And it is. Leaving home is no joke. No. And when you're alone and you got to come up and be a problem solver by yourself. I mean, it's just me and my dog. And I was working so much that there was a moment I wanted to quit. I said, yeah. I'm done. I'm, I'm going to go serve 
like triple what I'm making and have four or five hour shifts. And it's so I went through a big phase and then I realized that this is just one stepping stone to my career. And one thing that I really kind of broke down for myself was this is my biggest passion ever. I don't know what else I would ever do. And I want to be big. I want to be, I want my name places. Um, and this can't be my, me giving up. This is easy compared to what I'm going to experience. Mm. I'm going to experience stuff that makes me want to quit every day probably. But if I want to do what my path, what my goals are, cause I have, uh, I have about five big goals for myself written down and I have to do it. I have to get through it and come up with how to learn from it and just conquer it. Yeah. And that's kind of what after quarantine happened, it was like, well, that's what I'm doing. If hotels is not what I'm going to do, I'm going to find a job. I'm going to, you know, move forward and keep going because I can't just level two. But I did want to quit. There's yeah. moments I go <laughs> home and I said, I am throwing in the knives. I don't think there's any long-term chef that hasn't felt that. Yeah. Because there's that threshold, mm-hmm. you know, and two different versions. You pushed through and carried on and I shift gears and tried a YouTube channel. Didn't, you know, <laughs> look who's doing what right now, right? <laughs> but it's, I just love the idea of that perseverance. Like you mm-hmm. identified, it's right, it's now or never. You're at a split in the road. Yep. And this is not going to be where this story ends. It can't and be. And I love it. I mm-hmm. love it. Your goals basically fire ignited your fire again. It did. And I think that, honestly, quarantine and everything that's going on now has really been a huge hit for me in so many different areas and aspects that this is the one thing that I'm going to like ensure I'm doing for myself. Right? Yeah. So it's like... Number one you get put in this really kind of shit situation yeah. and the restaurant industry, the hotel industry, the hospitality industry in general is changing like crazy. But I think that the chefs that want to continue to go through and create systems and figure it out, we're going to, what's changing? What's changing? Oh, everything. I mean, with hotels, it's just all all across the board. I mean, with the Four Seasons, you walk into a Four Seasons hotel. I don't know if you guys have ever gone Just into the, that time. That time. We ran across so the it's street, always yeah. very um, personable. You have someone come, usually shake your hand. They usually grab everything off of your back. Not anymore. They usually come super close, mm-hmm. walk you to your room, right? So all of these very personal things in hotels are not going to be happening. I think one major thing that I also I'm so nervous about is the atmosphere of the restaurant itself. So for me, being a like single independent woman who is okay to go to a bar and sit by, by herself, I like the fact that they are not six feet apart from me. I like the fact that I'm bumping elbows. Yeah. And I like the fact that I'm sitting at a table and I can hear a conversation beside me. It's, it's the atmosphere of what type of restaurant you go into. And that's all then going to be affected because yeah. of this because people don't want to sit next to each other they don't want to touch they don't want to share a Stories. appetizer with your with your bare hands yeah. i mean hey stranger yeah. like that's gone now yeah and Shaking that and that's hands. the same way it's the whole idea of going out people want to go out Socialize. it's different i you can cook i can cook but there's there's different just because we can bring this amazing restaurant quality food into our homes that's Doesn't not the same 
It's not the same. People are social. People are social. We're social creatures, and we need it more than this digital plane, right? People we need, need it. People. people need people, and people need to get the fuck over themselves and understand that better. You know, we think we're being social because we get on the Instagram or the Facebook or whatever, and we interact with, with all these different people, but they're not real interactions. You know, if there's no facial interaction, then it's not a real conversation. Yeah, exactly. The fans got to stay on, Mark. We need airflow. I mean, that makes me happy. What? Uh, yeah, the audio's going to be all fucked up. Leave the fucking fan on. Please put it closer. The, the content's going to be good. The quad. I'm learning. So is this mixer. all brand new? Um, the mixer is the newest edition. Yeah. But yeah, basically everything. Is this the first podcast with the mixer? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is it? Mm-hmm. No, I think we shot the last one with it. False. I didn't have this cord. Oh, that's that's right. That's right. That's right. Man, how do you guys feel about um, all these self-checkouts? You already talked about that. I know. But I just thought about Home Depot. I don't mind self-checkouts. You know how Home Depot replaced all of their checkers with self-checkouts? What? Now there's one 54-year-old woman that mans four different self-checkout stations. That's so terrible. So they're getting a lot of stuff stolen is what you're telling me. <laughs> For real. Sounds like it, Because yeah. coming from a place of retail, that shit's all stolen. Yeah. I mean, especially at Home Depot. You just grab a handful of screws. Put them in your pocket. How many screws out. do you oh, have? Yeah. Four. <laughs> yeah. But you really have 57 in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. But you're right. I already talked about that. So, Ronnie, not only are you a great chef, you're also very well-traveled. Now, I follow you as much as I can on Facebook, but I also have a memory of a goat. <laughs> okay? So, I got the, the, here's my question. How many places have you traveled total, but which one was your favorite? Ooh, those are all hard. So, I actually haven't done... <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. Um, I haven't actually done a lot of um, overseas traveling. But um, I've gone to Italy and Greece. So Greece was when I was kind of in high school. So I knew or I remembered a little bit of it, but not all of it. Um, I remember being on a cruise and it being absolutely stunning. But Italy, it was when I graduated college, I decided to buy tickets and just go. So I planned this trip for like six months and I just created my entire itinerary by myself. All I did was buy a ticket there. Um, and then hosting, um, or, and then looking for hostels. And so I would book the hostels for each city, um, and then included the four seasons. I got to stay in four seasons Milan for a free two nights because, um, I was with the company for two years then. Um, so one night per year. No, that's hardcore. It keeps going up. So one year, if I can remember, started with three Two years goes up to five. Um, and then when you pass like five years, right now I think I'm at 20. Damn. But I can't use them because... Everything's closed. Everything. Well, and they suspended the employee travel. But um, I was lucky enough to be able to go to Milan. Um, so I booked that, planned it for a while, had um, pretty much just a backpack, um, I think a purse, and like two pairs of shoes. And I just kind of backpacked Italy from south to north. So I started in Rome. Rome wasn't my favorite. There was yeah. a lot, a lot of people. It was dirty and it smelled bad, and it was wow. just so touristy. You'd go to the Colosseum, is so many people around. It wasn't really just fun. Just a bunch of Americans. Yes. Well, actually, a lot of 
Asians. Oh. Lots and lots of Asians. Um, <laughs> and we, and then after that, I had gone to, um, so I went to Siena, Florence, Venice, and Milan. Um, so I took the train all the way up um, and just kind of stopped at each city. So you're by yourself? By myself, correct. You're just backpacking? Yep. And I stayed in hostels, which... I know it sounds crazy. Yes, it's a terrifying movie, but it's not really what hostels are. It's a documentary. (laughs) So the hostels can be very, very great and very awful, but I stayed in probably 50 50. So one hostel. Good ratio. (laughs) So one was like four beds and a bathroom. The shower had like a drip of water. I couldn't even shower. Um, It's kind of dirty, but it was that was the one in Rome. But then the one in Florence was amazing. It was eight people. It looked like a dorm room. They had a basement area of like a communal area for people to get to know each other with pool, a little mini bar, um, TVs, um, all kinds of stuff like that. So there are hostels around that are meant for single travelers to actually, you know, meet people. Mingle. Mingle. Yeah. And so. Um, Spread all kinds of diseases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> um so then I just kind of hopped around, and then by it, that 15th day, I was just kind of done. Because I also had a very traumatic story happen in Italy. I got all my money stolen. In so, a hostel? Uh, no, tra- during my travel. So, um, what are they called? Pixies? Oh, like pickpocketers? Yeah, but they're called pixies mm-hmm. in Italy. and well, That's kind of a stupid name. Yeah. Um, and What's wrong with pickpocket? I don't know. All right, anyway. I don't really know why. Pixies. Um, mm-hmm. So soft. Because <laughs> they're like, probably like Watch pixies. out for them pixies. <laughs> <laughs> they're coming for your money. Because pixies but, can yeah, crawl in your pocket, get your money Well, pixies out. are little fairies. Gypsies exactly. is what it is. Gypsies. Sorry, That's gypsies. a racist slur I, in America. It I is. I think pixies make sense, though. But over there, it's but the people. That, but I got approached by multiple people um, that I'd met saying, watch out for the gypsies and like that's pretty scary dun, and dun. so <laughs> i i would have everything like fanny pack very tight one that went under my my um yeah. shirt and everything and then i had mini locks on my backpack to ensure that my my zippers were locked because if if you're not looking at your stuff i mean they are pros out there it's like the movie bastards it's a, there's a movie where oceans it, 11 where they show uh, Matt them damon i think so Remember, he's a pickpocketer. That's yeah. his role in the movie. And there's like five people involved, right? So I'm going from um, Siena to Florence, and I have to get on a bus and then the big train. And I would go to the information desk. Of course, no one speaks English. Everyone speaks Italian. So I'm just pointing informative. at shits. Like, where's this? And I'm like staring at the map. And then they draw how to walk there. So it was easy. But during that interaction, this is what I believe. Obviously, I don't know for sure. But... Mm. During that interaction, I th- believed I was watched on the train from the moment I got on Siena to um, Florence, and they watched where I put my items. So I have a black little booklet, and it's a zipper all the way around. It opens up. There's another zipper. I have my oh shit stash of two credit cards and all of my cash and euros needed. I looked at that on the train. I put it back, but I didn't clip my lock all the way on my backpack. Oh. I'm standing at the information desk. My backpack was like right next to my leg. So I felt it, but I wasn't watching. And that is when I think when I was communicating with the information guy that they 
did me wrong. So I didn't know. So I drove or not drove. I walked all the way to my hostel, which was like another 20 minutes from the train. Tired of shit. Just want to put my stuff down. And I saw there were so many markets in Florence. So I was so excited because I wanted to go finally get some souvenirs because I hadn't gone shopping because I knew I was carrying it for so long that I didn't want to go shopping into the last couple cities. So I get to my uh, hostel and there's four other people in the room, but there's still like three more beds available. So I get a bed, I get a tall locker. It's just wooden, opens, has one shelf, and then you put all your shit in it and then you can lock it. So I had my own lock. Um, so I don't believe it was anyone in the hostel, but then I was like, oh, okay, I only have $100 for souvenirs. I want to get a couple hundred because I want to spend some more. Go in there, open my my black book, unzip everything, and it's all gone. And I closed it immediately and looked at my hands and I was like, no, no way. <laughs> Open it again and it was gone. So I immediately panicked. But I was around people I didn't know. So I had to keep my shit together. Yeah. Or else someone could have taken advantage of me freaking out and maybe taken all of my stuff. For real. So I'm just sitting there like, ah! <laughs> All my money's like, gone. Yep. And so then I go outside of the balcony, call my dad. Of course, my dad during this trip didn't sleep. He oh, I bet. He's not okay that I went. I can't believe, I can't imagine. He w if no one knows my dad, he's a very big, obviously, Gibbs, and he's, I'm his only one. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. He, he was like, nope, I don't want you to go, but I can't stop you. So, yeah. but then I called him and I tried not to start out with a panic voice so yeah. he could not have a pure heart attack. So I was like, so something happened. And then I told him and oh man, instant just panic mode, freak out, cry. And um, my dad was on the phone like, calm down, breathe. Yeah. Like he kept me sane. And it's in, it's incredible what he can do sometimes because he just talked me off the ledge. He was like, take a breath, please. Like breathe. Look at your surroundings. And do you have your card? I will like give you money through that, like through wiring it. So ended up working out and I go to an ATM and it was all there and I just like instantly oh, wanted yeah. to go home. Mm -hmm. I still had nine days and I was like, or not nine, it was probably seven, but I was like, I just want to go home. I don't yeah. want to do this anymore. And then I realized I was like, I can't give up. I've already planned it. Just do it. But now you have to be frugal and you have to plan. That's what I think was really hard because wow. I wanted to do so much more in like Venice. And, but besides that, the whole trip was flawless. I didn't feel like I was in danger. Um, I never missed a train. I never lost a shoe. You know, stuff like yeah. that. But everything else was flawless but that massive, massive experience. Yeah. And so. Do people often lose shoes? <laughs> I mean, I see shoes on sidewalks quite often. Where are all the these road? shoes coming Just from? Just one shoe? Just one shoe. In the middle of the road. Mm -hmm. Like. Are they running out of them? I don't know. It really confuses me. I Man. think they're sticking their foot out the window and then their shoe flies off. That's the dumbest reason to lose a shoe. But ever. they're usually tennis shoes. Do you think they get mad and they just throw their tennis Who's shoes? Who's not tying their shoes? I don't, I, mean, if I, I don't wear shoes you tie. <laughs> if you tie them, they're going to stay on your feet. Not if you don't tie them tight enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was an amazing story. Yeah, Truly, I love you that put me so... to shame, man. I can't even go to jury duty by myself. <laughs> uh, 
I yep. almost got picked for a case. I guess this duty. is the she difference. She did get picked for a case. I went to the whole thing. Yeah, oh, wow. I was in the jury. I yeah. didn't know that. Can't talk yeah. about it, but <laughs> death not. penalty. No. <laughs> yeah. No, but I literally Mark had to go with me to jury duty the first day. Yeah. And you can go to. I got by stuck. Yep, yep. I got stuck. I had to. Watch, I had to sit there the whole time. He enjoyed it. Don't let him lie. Dumb, but that's. Dumb. I guess <laughs> that's dumb. a huge difference between the baby of the family of yep. like I have two older siblings, and then being an only child. You're so much more independent than Usefulness. I am. Usefulness. <laughs> well, I mean, I, don't I was know. babied. It's, it's different. Yeah, you were babied. You had the two first who could then cradle you into what they didn't they let knew. me do anything yeah. at all because you were you could do everything mm -hmm. you don't understand if it wasn't for me and brandy you literally could have done whatever you wanted <laughs> always they they kind of gave up they by did. you man <laughs> we wore them down they couldn't take it anymore They're like whatever whatever she wants it's Just, very true i'm even the baby of the cousins mm -hmm. well of like us three yeah like, you're the younger, youngest too of, of the three of, girls of the three girls yeah I'm yeah makes sense kelsey's yeah. the oldest then ronnie than me Jeez. Well, man, <laughs> so we started in a kitchen, landed in Boston, made it all the way to Venice, got robbed, and figured out where a bunch of shoes were coming from. <laughs> I think we've officially gotten lost. I agree. Agreed. Man, so thank you, Ronnie, so much for for coming on the show. This was yeah. fantastic. Good thank podcast. you, guys. This was, uh, this was yeah. amazing. Cool. Well, uh, if that's all we got, see ya. Peace Bye. out. Bye, Girl Scout. <laughs> yeah.